0: I speak tonight for the dignity of man and the destiny of the man. I urge every man in this All right, I'm on, but I'm late. I'm late, but I'm on. That's the main thing. That's the main thing is I'm on, and I'm going to go on YouTube right now, and I'm going to tell you why I was late in a moment sir I was smiling for the thumbnail. yes, yes, smiling for the thumbnail. Uh, we're doing that. then we're going here. then what's on your mind uh, let's see. I'm gonna what's on your mind is going. On. You know what's going on right now is I'm just having all sorts of problems. I can't even begin to tell you uh, but I'm getting it all squared away. Uh, discard post, Ta-ta. what's on your mind, go live, let's try that, let's try that, uh, there we go, and we're live on YouTube, we're live on Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com. and now we're going to be live, absolutely live, on Facebook, and it's waiting to start a live video, waiting, and there it is, a live video. Facebook Live, better late than never. Hello, everyone. My name is Tony Visick. It is uh, Tuesday, to the best of my recolle- re- recollection at this point in time. Uh, you are listening to something that we call Living on a Thin Line. We do it every day at 2 p.m. Today we were late. We were late today. Okay? It happens. We were late because we're dealing with the motor vehicle division, and I'm not going to sit here and say a lot of bad things about the people who work there because they're under Incredible strain too. last week. They updated their computers, which means they've lost everything and um, I have a uh, Emissions exemption that's not showing up and When you call them you have to call about 20 times because they keep hanging up on you So supposedly now I have a 30-day permit that I have to find somewhere in my documents. Oh the humanity ladies and gentlemen, so I just got off the phone with the motor vehicle division here in Arizona uh you can't go in. Uh, there are no appointments being made. Uh, my tags are expiring, but now I've got a 30-day uh temporary tag, but I can't find it to download. Such is the stuff. Anyway, we are here with you right now. Uh not only are you, am I your daily distraction and diversion, you have now become my daily distraction and diversion, cause um uh I am uh I'm a little <laughs> over the frustration of dealing with all of this. So much is brought on by the uh, COVID situation. But uh, here we are. Glad to see you here. Uh, glad, Glad to see Randy and Jerry and Tina and Mike Lawson trying to get rid of a chat bubble here. I also have a problem with Messenger on my phone because it sticks and it overrides other message apps and it's just a it's just a mess. Anyway, I got a great show for you today. I got a cool announcement to make right now. I'm going to make this announcement right now. Shameless plug. This Sunday night, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Let me say that again one more time. If you're just going, what? This Sunday, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, we are coming in with our second in a series of Tony Visic presents. Tony Visic presents uh, Sunday Night Funnier. We are going to bring a comedy to your room via Zoom. Two great comics, uh, and two more will be added uh, on this Sunday night show. Cop comic, Jim Perry, and everybody's favorite uh, Marine veteran, Kev the All-Star. So if you're looking for something to do, if you're going, man, I'm so sick of watching the same stuff on television. I'm so, so sick of listening to the same stuff over and over. The only new thing on TV right now is the news, and the news sucks. Uh, I've got something new for you, and I've got it Sunday night, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time right now, at the same time in California. California and Arizona is on the same time right now. So it's 7 o'clock, uh, you can watch this incredible, funny stand-up comedy show. We did our first one last Sunday, and I'm going to say something. It went fantastic. It went extremely well. Three great comics, Abenov Goyal, Travis Miner, DJ Payne. Right now, we have two scheduled for this Sunday, Jim Perry and Kev the All-Star. I'm going to put two more on. Uh, how can I get tickets, Tony? That is the question. The question is, Tony, how can I get tickets? Well, I'm gonna tell you how. I'm gonna tell you how right now, right now. I'm gonna tell you right now how to get tickets. Uh, it's simple to do. You just go on my page, Tony Visic V-I-C-I-C-H, and you'll see an advertisement for um, this uh, this Sunday show. And you just click the link right there. And for a mere ten bucks, you will be allowed into our laugh-filled Zoom room. Also, right after this show, I will put another link uh, right above. Uh, where this show is downloaded on my Facebook page. So that's good stuff. We got that going on. Uh, what else have I got going on for you? If you know the show, you know what we do. Uh, I find little knickknacks, doodads, trinkets, pieces of memorabilia laying here in my very uh, office, which is chock full of this stuff. Uh, you got to remember that one man's junk is another man's treasure. And I will say this about me. My junk is my junk. And by the way, that's what makes our generation, my generation, the Boomer generation, in one regard, in one regard only, a little better than the generations that followed us. I was talking to a young man a couple years back, and uh, I said, "Hey, man!" I said, uh, "He he, he references junk." He said, "Oh, man! Someone hit me right in the junk." I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, you know, right in my balls." I go, "You call your balls your junk?" He goes, "Yeah, it's my junk." I said, "See, that's the difference between your generation and my generation." My generation called them our jewels. You call yours, your junk. You don't value your own shit. So, um, <laughs> I uh, I enjoy that piece of humor greatly. Anyway, I got a lot of cool stuff around here. We kind of just cast about the room to see what we could find to show you today. What I'm going to show you today is a little goofy. Supposedly, at one time, these little trinkets I'm about to show you were worth a lot of money. I don't know if they still are. So what are we showing you right here? Why, Tone? It's a tin can, similar to something that snuff might be in. Oh, you're right. There you see it on Facebook Live. I mean, there you see it on YouTube. There you see it on Facebook Live. All right. And what is it? It's a, It's, a, it's Mickey Mao. That be Mickey Mouse right there. Okay, it all says USA 2004, and you can see the Olympic rings. This was a commemorative from the 2004 Olympics. Inside, ladies and gentlemen, inside is the stuff. Inside are not one, not two, but three Disney pins. Now, look at this thing. This is a pin that you can stick on your body. Okay, you see that? That's a pin that you can stick on your body. I wouldn't stick it on my body. It's supposed to, like, Go through the shirt, and uh, the little thing that holds it is missing. Uh, Disneyland Mickey uh, All American Pin Festival Limited Edition. It is uh, number four fifty-two of seven hundred fifty. Only seven hundred fifty of these exist in the entire world. And much like, much like uh, uh, the coronavirus, it was manufactured in China. So, uh, and what do we got on here? We got uh, two squirrels, and this is commemorating the original los angeles olympics because uh, the olympics were held in la a few times and this was 1932 at the height of the depression they had the olympics at the la coliseum start out there uh and this commemorates that it's pretty cool man it weighs uh it's got a little heft to it okay so these kind of pins are really valuable to collectors so that's cool i don't know how i got it somebody gave it to me as a gift i also have a limited edition here um Mickey Mouse, Disneyland, 48 years of magic, commemorate, commemorating 48 years of Dinny-land. So, and that's once again got Mickey on it. Mickey's on all our stuff, man. Uh, and then, what else have I got here? Uh, it looks like, uh, I can't even read it. Happiest, uh, happiest. anyway, look, it's a, it's a pin. <laughs> there you go, and it's a, it's got a... I don't know who the hell that is. Is that not Goldilocks? Who is it? It's uh, who is that, Shirley? Tinkerbell. Yeah, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. So three pins. uh, Supposedly, one time, all that would be worth like a few hundred bucks. I don't know what sort of the plug nickel right now. Nor do I really care. Tony. uh, Tony. uh, I buy junk, but I do sell antiques. Uh, Okay. So that's what I got. Some rare commemorative pins. One 451 of 750. Of, I'm going to show it to you again because I like it. I think it's cool. All right. Um, and it just kind of sits here. One of these days, uh, some little kids will be over to go, here, take that. And go, oh, it's cool. There, look at that, man. Okay. You can see that's, you can't feel it, but I can feel it. 1932 commemorative. Uh, the Olympics were held in Los Angeles in 1984, and uh, I guess in 2004, if memory serves. Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale. That's right. Tina, Michael, they were Chip and Dale. My apologies. I have moved so far away from the magic of the Magic Kingdom. Let me tell you something. There was a time when I could go to uh, Los Angeles. I could go to Disneyland any day I wanted, any time I wanted, for free. I had a friend, a very good friend, a buddy of mine who was like a Disney nut. And I don't, I'm not saying that he was a nut, but he was a, a cool guy named Rich. And uh, Rich belonged to um, uh, a private club at Disneyland. Uh, I think it was the Club 33 Club. And what it meant was for an annual fee, which was rather expensive, he could attend Disneyland anytime. I think he got free parking. And he could also go to California Adventure anytime. Okay, he didn't have to pay for a ticket. And he got to eat at Club 33. And he could always gift it to a guest. So when my daughter was little, not little, 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 but like, you know, 11, 12, 13, um, Rich used to... I'd call him up and go ahead. I'd like to be a guest taker down there. And we would just mosey on down. You know, it wasn't like a big deal, not like a big plan. You know, not a lot of anxiety, not a lot of travel issues. Just get in the car, and kind of cruise on down to Anaheim. And um, we go in there to Disneyland and we had the day. Uh, we, we, it's, if it was a little overcast, I'd say, let's go on down. There won't be a lot of people there. And we go down there and spend the whole day at Disneyland, California Adventure. I love California Adventure, and I'll tell you why because there were very few people at California Adventure, and they had park benches, and Alicia could go on rides on her own, and I could go to sleep. So, uh, and I would sometimes sleep on a park bench. But here's the cool thing about this private club my friend Rich belonged to, uh, where he could uh, give guest passes to me anytime. I think it was called Club 33. Club 33 is a five-star restaurant discreetly hidden right in the middle of Disneyland. It's upstairs, it's right across from Pirates of the Caribbean, all right, when Disneyland is crammed with people, and it will be again someday soon, crammed and jammed with people, and it's a hot, sweaty day, and you go, oh God, I think I'm going to pass up in the heat. If you remember Club 33, you just go up to the green door, okay, you knock, they open it up, you tell them your name, they let you in, and there, it is like an antebellum dream. There are uh, waiters and servants wearing white gloves. The food is absolutely delicious. Everything you could possibly think of. Why is that restaurant there? Because when Walt Disney, whatever you think of Walt Disney, it's a Walt Disney story, whatever you're good, bad, indifferent. Once he had completed the park and he had other investors that he wanted to do business with or executives or movie stars, they wanted to cut deals with, there was no place for privacy for him. All they had were the restaurants that all of us eat at. So he had Club 33 built. You go in, you go through the green door, It's hot, it's sweaty, it's crowded. Ah, it's relaxed. People are calling you, sir, ma'am, can we do anything for you? And then there's an old-fashioned elevator, uh, the kind with uh, uh, like grates on it, uh, that then takes you upstairs to one of the best restaurants in Los Angeles. So that's my little Disneyland story. We were able to do it so often, we got a little spurt, and went, ah, let's not go to Disneyland today. Let's just hang out. So uh, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Now that I'm older, you don't know. All right, let's get to the music, and let's unless anybody has a question uh, or an answer. So I've got two record albums right over here. Uh, I'm kind of looking over them right now that I'm going to recommend to you, okay? Uh, what is the idea behind this, ladies and gentlemen? The idea behind this is this. Um, right now, our worlds are smaller and a little frustrating. If you had to deal with anything at all having to do with business uh, or government or anything... Uh, it takes twice as long to get half as much done, and you gotta have patience and you can't blow your stack. So, our world is smaller, okay? We don't have as many distractions, we don't have as many diversions, not as many things that we can do. So, sometimes we gotta look inward, and sometimes we have to see all the coolness that is around us. And you got stuff in your garage, you got stuff uh, shoved in a closet somewhere that at one time meant something to you and you've totally forgotten about it. It also represents your energy because it cost money, which means you put in X amount of hours someplace and they paid you hourly or paid you by the job. And you took that money, and you bought this stuff and you enjoyed it and you loved it. And then you forgot about it. Okay. And sometimes we've got to dig that stuff out. And that's what I've been doing with my vinyl record collection the last few weeks. So I've got two great records from my vinyl record collection. The first one, no brainer at all. Look at that. If you don't know who he is, you haven't been alive in America in the last 40 years. Who are we talking about here? Who are we looking at? You know it. Anybody want to say the name? Say his name. Say my name. Say my name. Who is it? Anybody know? All right. I'll help you out. This is Willie Nelson. That's right. Willie Nelson, The title of this album is Always On My Mind, which is a beautiful, beautiful song by Willie. Um, He does uh, Do Right Woman, Do Right Man, which is a Graham Parsons tune. Always On My Mind. He does Whiter Shade of Pale, an old Procol harem tune. Uh, Let It Be Me, uh, which was, I believe, a Everly Brothers tune. Uh, Staring Each Other Down. I don't know who did that. Bridge Over Troubled Water. Some of you say water. Okay, but it's water. Water. Old Friends and a Natural Song, uh, Permanently Lonely, Uh, Last Thing I Need, First Thing, This Morning and the Party's Over. So uh, it was produced by legendary record producer Chip's Moman. recorded in Nashville, of course, but uh, his version of Always on My Mind. Uh, How many people do you know who are adults now that uh, just listen to this song over and over? It is one of the great heartbreaking love songs, Uh, and this is the album. So if you forgot about Willie, and you know why Willie's so easy to forget about? There's a reason why. Because he's an institution. He's a thing. He's around all the time, so maybe you don't pay attention to him like you did when he burst on the scene in the 70s and helped create uh, uh, outlaw country music. Hello, Wesley Wilbur. I see you waving. All right? But go back and revisit Willie Nelson. Listen to Stardust. uh, Listen to his live albums. And definitely... Listen to his version of Always On My Mind. You will love it. Beautiful music. Beautiful, beautiful. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, I'm doing pretty good for about four hours sleep, dealing with the MVD, uh, going to the grocery store today, uh, dealing with banking shit. You know what? But you know what? We got to be okay. We got to be okay. You got to remember that this whole thing that's going on right now, it's not your fault. You didn't do it. And you know who else's fault it isn't? The people who are in your apartment, in your home, in your building with you. It's not their fault either. They didn't do it. And everybody's trying to do the best they can under the most unusual circumstances in all of our personal history. So give yourself a break, okay? Find something fun to do. I know, the first few days, a lot of people I have seen pictures, hey, we're going to be playing Monopoly. So, you know, and then about day 15, you're going, I'm going to eat the Monopoly board now. Just because I'm so bored, I'm just going to start chewing it, okay? So you got to keep exploring, okay? Write stuff, guys. Write poetry. Write short stories. Write jokes. Write doggerel. You know, write a journal. Do something that gets you out of your head and gets you into a better place in your head. All right. Second album. Second album coming up. Here it is. And this one's kind of beat up. And I have owned this one. Oh, you know why? Because there's another album in here. What's in here? uh oh wow inside here with no cover is a rod stewart every picture tells a story uh and uh, i imagine every scratch on this album tells a story uh what was on here that everybody loved every picture tells a story uh maggie may oh my god maggie may so uh, but that's not the album we were going to talk about um i got a little high with uh, rod stewart one night so um Uh, Here's the album we're going to talk about. And like I said, it's funky and beat up because I've owned it since it came out. Here it is. Look at that artwork. Look at that. Stunning. Look at that. That's a beautiful painting. Uh, It's a heartbreaking painting. And it's a bum, but it's not just any bum. All right? If you're from my generation, you know who that's supposedly a picture of? It's a picture of... Aqualung. Uh... Robert Morgan's got a recommendation. The Midnight Gospels on Netflix. Fascinating interviews in a sci-fi setting. All right. Thank you, Robert. And, uh, Robert, I will call you later on today about what I was calling you about last night because we uh, want you to be on a show we got coming up if you uh, if you want to know. That's why I called you. We want you to be on the Sunday night show. I'm going to announce it to the world right now. Robert Morgan, we want you on. Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funnier this Sunday, 7 p.m., along with Jim Perry and Kevin Brown. Robert Morgan, do you accept? Will you be on this show? I'm looking right now and I can see that you're here. You're talking to me through Facebook Live. YouTube friends, Robert Morgan's talking to me through Facebook Live. ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com friends, Robert Morgan is talking to me. And he says, I'm in! ta So now we got a, we got a live uh, a, a real-time announcement, ladies and gentlemen. If you've never seen Robert Morgan, uh, all of us uh, in the comedyschools.com world love Robert Morgan. He's one of our uh, favorite guys. He has moved to New York City, and um, he's back with us in our workshops and back in our sphere through the magic of social media, and we're so glad. This Sunday night, 7 p.m., Tony Visick presents Jim Perry Cop Comic, everybody's favorite Marine veteran, Kev the All-Star, and... Live from New York City, Robert Morgan. It'll be the coolest show you ever saw on Zoom, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, two guys in Phoenix. Three guys, because I'll be hosting it. One guy in New York. We're going to put one more guy on. It'll be a fantastic show. Tickets only 10 bucks, And you can scroll my page and find out how to get them. Or right after the show, we're going to post it again. Let me get back to the record. Like, you know what? Let's give Robert a hand. Everybody out there, on three, we're going to clap. One, two, three. Yay! <laughs> Funny guy. You guys are in for a good show. You guys... Hello, Shane Hicks, old friend Shane. Hello, Pam Lutz. Good to see you. All right, let's talk about Aqualung. Aqualung was the, uh, I was a Jethro Tull fan for uh, quite some time. But when Aqualung came out, it put them in uh, superstar uh, status. It was a concept album, or appeared to be, about the story of homeless, vagabond, drifter, ragged, forgotten people on London streets. The songs were Aqualong, uh, Cross-eyed Mary, uh, Cheap Bay Return, Mother Goose, Wandering Around, Up to Me, and on side two, My God, uh, Him, Slipstream, and uh, my favorite of this, Locomotive Breath in the shoveling Madness. Uh, the locomotive Breath, Dun 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 Dun. Chuka, chuka. Jethro Tull was as big as anybody at that time. They were as big as Led Zeppelin. They were as big as The Doors. They were as big as anyone in the album-oriented rock universe. After Aqualung, they came out with an album called Thick as a Brick, which was a total concept album. And after that, they kind of disappeared. And they kind of disappeared from everybody's thoughts. And Aqualung, which was was on radio still a lot, was just now some other songs that were on the radio. And here was the weird sort of, would you say denouement? The weird epilogue to their career, although uh, Ian Anderson is still around and touring. Uh, There was many complaints about the Grammys in the 80s. There's always complaints about the Grammys. I went to the Grammys once, saw Madonna. Um, They were complaining because there was no heavy metal category. Now, the Grammys are always a little bit behind the times. They're a very staid organization in the world of music. But they added a heavy metal category. Everybody's thinking it's going to be Megadeth. Everybody think it's going to be Metallica. One of those two. Uh, no. Jethro Tull won the very first Grammy in the category of heavy metal. No one was more surprised than Ian Anderson, who wandered up there going, well, I, we didn't really expect this. And they were pilloried and vilified and shamed by uh, youngsters everywhere. Who liked music It just went. People who love that music hated the fact that uh, Jethro Tull had won the Grammy for that. And it kind of made him a little bit of a punchline, similar to the way Foghat became a punchline, but two great bands. But in a way, Jethro Tull, along with Deep Purple, and a couple other bands, uh, by playing music that was called Heavy, and that would include Iron Butterfly, even a few years before all of them. Heavy music morphed eventually into heavy metal. And then speed metal and speed rap and all that crap. But uh, they were some of the uh, the very first men, the first men that worshiped the old gods, that helped create heavy metal. Uh, Lily says, Masterpiece album. This is Jerry, by the way. Oh, Jerry. Okay, Jerry says that uh, it's a masterpiece album. <laughs> It is a masterpiece album. It's one of the great albums. Uh, I still love all the songs on it. So if you're one of those people who really don't know Jethro Tull, uh, YouTube Aqualung, okay, and YouTube Locomotive Breath, and you'll hear uh, two really great tunes. Also, don't forget don't forget to uh, uh, kind of re-up your love of Willie. Willie. Willie Nelson has done more for American music in the last 40 years than anybody I can possibly think of all right the story of his career from being just a song plugger in Nashville to basically being drummed out of Nashville and returning to Texas and letting his hair grow out and enjoying a little marijuana, you know, marijuana. and uh, starting the 4th of July picnics and starting an entire music movement is the stuff of legends it shows you what mo- one man can do and you know what pretty damn fine actor too if you ever get a chance let me recommend a movie. I don't usually recommend movies. I'm going to recommend a movie. And the movie is Barbarossa. That's an old movie. It's from the 80s. It stars Gary Busey and Willie Nelson. Gary Busey right before he became crazy Gary Busey. Back when he was still kind of like Buddy Holly, uh, Academy Award nominee Gary Busey. And it's about uh, uh, outlaw Mexican bandits going up against, uh, very, very similar to like the Zorro. But it's about Barbarossa, the legendary Redbeard. Willie Nelson is originally him. And I'm going to tell you, he does a damn fine piece of acting in the movie Barbarossa, especially uh, his final scenes are uh, touching. They're just touching. So if you're looking for something new to look at, you know, and you're flipping through, um, going, I need to find a different movie, and you like westerns at all, Barbarossa. Okay, I got to go. I just got to tell you one cute, quick little story. Um, Shirley and I have two grandkids, Selma and uh, Sullivan, and uh, we're so used to seeing them all the time, and we haven't seen them in over 40 days right now. But they both called us on, like, FaceTime or WhatsApp or something last night. And uh, God love her, my little granddaughter, Selma. You know, you think maybe kids don't think of you, all right? But all of a sudden, she says to me, she goes, oh, and Grandpa Ace, I've been watching Westerns, and I really like them because I'm known for loving uh, Western movies. And she went on to describe a Western movie to me. And... Uh, It touched my heart. Okay? You got to keep your heart open. Got to keep your hope alive. Keep hope alive. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We were going to talk about the uh, 10 coolest people living or dead in America uh, today, but uh, I got so flustered by the motor vehicle division that uh, I totally forgot about it. But I did show you some cool pins from 2004 commemorating the Olympics. I did recommend uh, two of the best pieces of music and two of the best artists in the world. Willie Nelson, and, uh, of course, Jethro Tull. So that's it. That's our show for today. I'm going to take a nap because uh, I don't sleep at night anymore. But uh, things are good here. I hope things are good where you are, too. We're going to get through all this together. We're here now, but we're all going to be together again real soon. You watch and see. All right, that's our show. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Speak tonight for the dignity of man and the destiny of man.